20 minutes into this episode, so let's All right. get into the meat. Go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. <laughs> Put down that milk. It's, it's dinner time. Yum. But yeah, so we are uh, we are in Galatians 3 and 4. Um, and I kind of wrote a little summary of what I got out of chapter 3. I say, uh, Paul explains that the law is meant as a guardian for us in our transgressions. We were imprisoned to this guardian until Christ came. Christ has received the promise to Abraham, and we are in Christ. Therefore, we have received the same promise and been granted righteousness by our faith alone. What did everybody kind of get out of the chapter? I, I just love that it talks about um, that faith faith brings freedom. Um, I think that's what a lot of people miss, that they think that if they do the right acts or they earn it, then God will answer their prayer, and that's not how it works. It's according to if you believe. Um, it's like when he talks about chapter 3, verse 2, it says, So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping all of the Jewish law? No. You received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. Your new life with the Anointed One began with the Holy Spirit giving you a new birth. Why then would you foolishly turn from living by the Spirit to try trying to finish by your own works? Have you endured all these trials and persecutions for nothing? Let me ask you again, what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws? The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith, not by keeping the law. And so... Um, this goes back into our conversation a little bit ago. It's like, you know, either you believe this or you don't. Yeah. I like how um, chapter 4, verse 8, um, says, Formerly when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are still turning back to those weak and miserable principles do you wish to be enslaved to them all over again and so i just i just love the urgency that he brings to this book mm-hmm. and i just think that it's such a metaphor for today and like how we've lost that sense of urgency and i don't know i just think that you just need that presence especially uh, to the group that he's talking to because again they're they're, they keep looking to the law for their guidance instead of instead of God instead of, instead of Christ and just again like Dalton was saying like he's putting emphasis on his sacrifice and like like how he's the center of everything now and if you, if you think back to this time it's like people have to kind of relearn how they think it's not like you're born into it and you kind of have to learn what is it's like this is a new thing this is different people mm-hmm. have that's why it's like you really need people that are very evangelistic and can send the message the right way because they have to completely change the way these people have thought and have been taught. Yeah. So that's true. It's like, it's not coming out at this time when we're aware of both sides and like we understand, but it was like you said, it was totally new for them. Um, and I liked who he answers in here. Like he says, why then was the law given? It was meant to be an intermediary agreement added after God gave the promise of the coming one. It was given to show men how guilty they are, and it remained in force until the seed was born to fulfill the promises given to Abraham. And then I like that it goes on in in, um, verse 23 of chapter 3. So until the revelation of faith for salvation was released, the law was a jeweler, 
holding us as prisoners under lock and key until the faith which was destined to be revealed would set us free. The law becomes a gateway to lead us to the Messiah so that we would be saved by faith. But when faith comes, the law is no longer in force since we have already entered into life. I feel like that just perfectly shows you the use of the law and then yeah. why we've moved on from that. Yeah, it's like you need both. Like mm-hmm. You can't really have one without the other. Yeah. I know it's not, um, or at least I don't think that it's in Galatians, but it talks about, you know, I'll write my word on the tablet of your heart that you might not sin against me. And so it's like when you come into relationship with God, his laws are automatically written on your heart. And there's like a conviction for things that you used to think was okay. And that seemed all right. And it wasn't that bad because it was something normalized to you. And all of a sudden you might feel convicted for it. So when you come to that place, you're in relationship with God and he, those laws are automatically written on your heart. Like you're a new creation in Christ. And so those things are are put in your heart so that you might not sin against him. Like there's a grace for it. You're now sons and daughters. Like those things are part of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will convict and guide and lead and counsel and bring peace. And so in keeping the law, when you're really walking by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you. And you know what I mean? Like it says God isn't going to tempt you Mm -hmm. with evil. You know what I mean? Like. So when you're led by the Holy Spirit, these laws aren't something that you have to have an outward behavior to show. It's an inward heart change. And what's in you, it will be produced in your life and it will come out of you. So whenever you receive the Holy Spirit, whenever you really come into relationship with who he is and and the motive isn't doing things right, it's just being in love with him, those things come automatically. Now we do have to have the discipline of renewing our mind because that thing is still attached to our old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And like you guys were saying, when people have that evangelistic gift, they have to challenge the way that people think about God, the way that they see themselves and the whole thing. Um, But they have the grace and the anointing to do that. It goes on to say in chapter four, from slavery to sonship, and it says, in a similar way, God has promised our ancestors something better. But as long as an heir is a minor, he's not really much different than a servant. Although he's the master over them all. For until the time appointed by the father, when he comes of age, the child is under the domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate. So it is with us. When we were juveniles, we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. But when that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the written law. Yet all of this was so that he would redeem and set us free from those held hostage to the written law. So that we would receive our freedom in a full legal adoption as children. Yeah, that's really good. Um, It kind of... I feel like a lot of Galatians goes back or go, yeah, it goes back to when Jesus died on the cross for us. And when he died, the veil was torn. And I think a lot of the law is trying to sew up that veil, that veil that like opened up and let us come into the grace. Um, I recently listened to a sermon about that and I just thought that was so interesting how he put it, that the law tries to sew it back up. It tries to sew up or abolish what Jesus did on the cross for us. I guess it's hard for, like, human nature to accept free gifts. Yeah. Do you guys think that's, like, part of it? It's, like, hard oh, to yeah. just accept this free gift that's beyond anything we could even... Yeah. Like, what's the catch, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, something that I just received tonight, um, my immediate response was, like, I don't want to accept this because it kind of, like, violates my pride violates the fact that I've been working towards you know 
getting the situation resolved for so long, but now it's you're telling me that it's just over. Your debt's mm-hmm. paid. The hey. debt is paid. Um, well, I no, I hesitate to say paid. I, like it's not paid; it's forgiven. The mm-hmm. debt is forgiven um, because I have not paid it. You know, right. like, and that goes right into the Galatians thing. Like, I haven't paid my sin debt. Mm-hmm. It's been forgiven because Jesus Christ paid it. But it got paid by Jesus. But it's forgiven. Like, of you. if I if I if I say my debt has been paid, then I'm taking credit for it, and I don't want to do that. Honestly, I'm just referencing No Longer a Slave to Fear. I, or I think that's part of that song. Yeah. It's like, my debt is paid. It is paid in full by the precious blood that Jesus spilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I, I ain't going to sing for y'all, but, you know, I might speak mm. a word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, getting back to what Corey Ann was saying, like, it is just so hard to accept a free gift, to accept grace to accept mercy because it requires us to be humble in order to receive it. Yeah. And you know, God opposes the proud, but he ex- gives grace to the gives humble. grace to the humble. And so, and honestly, that's what I was telling with this one guy who like, he beats himself up over a sin habit that he has. And I'm, and like, he says that he wants to repent and all these things, but he doesn't want to because he feels unworthy to repent. And that's where I'm like, you've got to be humble, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it is humbling to repent and to say, God, I'm wrong. You're right. Now will you please give me the grace? Yeah. Will you please give me forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Like, that requires you to humble yourself. And when you humble yourself, God gives you grace. He gives grace to the humble. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it goes along with so like one of my favorite artists is John Mark Quintana. I probably talk about him too much, but um, he had this quote in his book, and it said, "The eyes of love see past the branches of your behavior and into the root of your belief." Wow, I thought that was so good. Can you send that to me too? Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> well, guys, we are over time. Um, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode, but, uh, we will be back next week with the last two chapters of Galatians. We will see you then.